Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How much money do I need to fill a, 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 tu- a, not a, no, a pool full of Jello? Probably not a lot. Probably like 80 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Boys here, finishing off with some fun facts about the forerunner in our fifth foray into Halo's fiction. Uh, my name is Peter O'Donoghue, formally resigning my position as the Halo lore master on the show. Um, I've mentioned it in the past, I'm not particularly fond of Halo Infinite or any of the kind of the new stuff, so I'm going to be checking out. I'm resigning. I was fired by, like, whatever, politicians, like whatever a resignation is. Ch- Chaster me fired him, so... Yeah, so I'm, I'm putting a bullet in the meme, so don't at me. But uh, if one of you two ever wants to take over, that is fine. Um, that being said, uh, the beauties who paid for this swan song are the patrons Rawdog McGraw, Jesterful, and Saucy, uh, with backup from Han Dolo, who, while not financially invested, is definitely emotionally invested. So I mean, Han Dolo, I, credit to him, uh, great guy, loves to just thumb up other people's ideas in the yeah. in the lore request channel just so often like seconded those yeah. four yeah. people are like probably are some of our most prominent chatters in uh for sure yeah. in the discord yeah, yeah. and then uh, and and han is and just, like, the rest reloading hype man right yeah yeah and yeah exactly and then yeah, you've got <laughs> saucy jester raw dog han and hufflepuff like and my, <laughs> my name and my name's james and this is ethan that's yeah. what I was going to say. Taking <laughs> taking on the mantle of responsibility from me are Ethan Palmer and James Miller. I mean, I was saying before we started this episode, I don't remember any of our other Halo episodes. I doubt it'll be me who takes on the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. I might. I've played a lot of Halo Infinite since the last time we've done a Halo episode. I My proudest moment was like a few games ago. I was playing Tactical Slayer. That means no one has shields and everybody has a BR, no grenades. Yeah, we used no to call silliness. it SWAT. It used to yeah. SWAT. Fucking boomers out yeah. there. Yeah. Basically, one shot, if you hit the head, they just die. And I came around a corner and I got all four of the folks, Brett, 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 Brett. It said overkill on my screen. And uh, I felt like I was really powerful in that moment. But yeah, <laughs> sitting at my computer all slumped sideways. But yeah. yeah. My proudest moment was probably when I saw a doe giving birth on the side of the road and I pulled over and I delivered the fawn <laughs> into my hands. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the, the fawn looked at you and was like, Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've covered a lot of Halo here, uh, and we've all played a lot of Halo. Uh, my assumption when writing that, like, the intro to this of my, like, official resignation from Halo Lore Master, I was like, Jamie's going to take over because he's balls deep in Infinite. So any of, like, the Banished or the Endless or any of the, the new fake aliens that just keep getting stapled on to the whatever, like, 
stapled onto the bill that's delivered to Congress, basically, is yeah. just like, yeah, he can take care of that shit. I'm covering the classics, and I'm 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 putting the lid on the jar, baby. We're we're doing it. Um, so like, because we've talked about a lot of Halo, I guess Ethan, you don't remember anything, but like, since we're covering the Forerunner, maybe you'd that. like to maybe uh guess at like yeah, some for, forerunner information before jamie gets into it here this is this is self like because i i did play a lot of halo one two three and like i definitely played each of the campaigns to completion a lot of times you know and i, I played a lot more multiplayer of halo three for sure yeah but I, it's really feeling like it's one of those stories that just like my brain doesn't like it and it just keeps bouncing off because like <laughs> i have no memory of who the precursors are but I know they're a thing. No memory of the who the forerunners are, or like definitely not what the distinction between them is. I remember the Covenant. I remember like Halo One fighting the Covenant. Hell yeah, that was easy. Second one, I remember. Oh, there's a schism in the Covenant. So uh, Master Chief joins up with uh, Urgelberg, the uh, the Covenant the guy, the Arbiter, the uh, Arbiter. Urgelberg, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you, well, that's Steve Urgelberg, where he snaps he he off a cliff, right? He goes. <laughs> <laughs> So you you join up with him and you end up fighting this like other faction that is led by you know a guy sitting in a floating chair with a long neck who I don't remember what his race is or what his deal is uh, precursor to the chicken I assume um, and they're somehow tied to the grunts in Halo Three when they make like a new religion and there's like a you know uh, they're they're driving the covenant out of the covenant actions i guess uh but that's all i know and then i don't like i know that you meet like the librarian who's like the little floating uh like um what is it watley from portal 2 or whatever oh, <laughs> uh wetly yes wetly the guy voiced by john oliver uh and it like similar to that you meet this person who takes you on this tour of all these like ancient constructs and there was this weapon called the flood that they would release and the halo rings are to destroy all the flood but all life in the universe also at the same time maybe um and that's no idea how much of that is right. That's all I got. No, I remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I a, lot remember. Of the, the, a lot of the kernels are there, so that's good. Uh, that being said, Jamie, what do you remember about Halo? I remember baloney I liked I liked seeing seeing like Jamie's like fingers like like grab for his like ghost air guitar frets there because he knows how to play. I mean, he's actually a guitarist. Yeah, exactly because he knows what he's doing. I was just like, oh yeah, let's go, boys. When I tune into Drop D, I've sometimes played that like da 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 like thinking i'm like I'm, I'm just diddling around and then i'm like oh wait no that's that's the halo theme that just lives that's in my brain um yeah i remember the baloney people that were like stealing children and like growing them into uh big old soldiers uh and leaving behind baloney people that die of of uh disease and stuff and people are like oh my kid dead but really he's a super soldier yeah. um I remember that the super soldiers like run real fast. That's why you don't have a sprint button. Uh, they're like tall as hell. Like a normal person would be like this as tall as a grunt. Um, we just don't get that scale from the 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 Halo universe. That tall? Don't you meet the Marines though? Are you are you mixing them up with the Astartes? Because the Astartes are like twelve feet tall. I saw Warhammer? a post on Reddit the other day of like, like seven something. I think like height wise. Someone was visit unless this person was really short. They were visiting like some type of. Um, like Microsoft event, and they had like 
scale grunts, scale Spartans, and everything. And the person in the photo is as tall as the grunt, not as tall as the Spartan. Maybe it's a really small person. It does say, uh, oh, grunt's five foot six. Okay. Oh, my, that, that is my height. That is that's, my height. that's their tallest. Shortest, they're four and a half, so four foot six. So we're they're much, short people. We're much closer yeah. to, yeah, like the, uh, the tallest grunt than, the, than a super soldier. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the same height as like your, your tallest grunt, basically. And mm. frankly, if the guy in charge of my unit was shot in the head, I would also panic. Yeah, frankly. Yeah. So this, this says the Spartan Four, the shortest of the Spartans, uh, is six foot nine, but it seems to be in their reinforced endoskeleton. Hmm. Oh no, endoskeleton's oh, inside, right? No, so that's endo not, is not... out. Uh, oh, the endoskeleton. No, exo is out. Is is inside? That's true. Yeah. I thought the Spartan Fours, though. We have an episode about the Spartans. Not to detour too hard here before we get into it. I thought the Spartan Fours were not augmented in the same way. If we talked about it, because they're not like kidnapped children, like Buck and and uh, Sarah Palmer are all like adults who chose to become Spartans. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but it actually does go on to say fully armored. So they're fu- fully armored in like you know their two inch platform boots uh, <laughs> with their yeah. their you know extra inch and a half on top of their helmet. They're so he's six nine, so probably closer to six five. I'm technically closer to a, a Spartan four than I am to a grunt, the tallest grunt. Yeah, you're, you're the tallest yeah. of the lore boys too. True. Um, yeah, give it to me. I'm the Spartan two of the lore boys. If we were all one of the Spartan classes, I'm Spartan two, the tallest. Jamie would be Spartan three. Peter bringing up the the rear with Spartan four. I would. I, <laughs> a funny thought. God damn it! Funny I upgraded thought. you from Grunt, dude. Come on, you gotta give me something. I know, I know, it's better. Uh, a funny thought though is uh, to get used to their high heels that they have to wear in the suit. Uh, is that they put full suits and do like they Vogue on the catwalk to get ready for it. Like imagine a Mark IV yeah. just like hitting those beats at the end of the catwalk. Then turn yes, around. seven seven and ten children do not survive the catwalk. Is I think. <laughs> <laughs> is the, the 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 brutality of it? Yeah, <laughs> um, never changes. But yeah, so anyway, in summary, uh, the forerunner, the subject of today's episode, are an extinct humanoid race uh, within the Milky Way galaxy. Uh, they tend to be taller than the average Ethan. <laughs> Actually, they're they're a, they're a large they're a larger race, and uh, they kind of have like a grayish skin. And very flat faces. Their noses don't poke out like ours do. They just have like the slits between oh, their eyes. Voldemort. Yeah, but, yeah, they're very gross. It's like more of like an alien gray sort of thing. But yeah, like a very flat, very flat alien face. Look, I guess it, in like making human alien design, uh, I know we may have mentioned this before. I, I had I was told at some point there's like certain classifications of fiction aliens. And uh, one of which is known as the forehead alien, which is like a it's like a Star Trek like makeup room term where like the alien race is just like, oh, yeah, this planet. And then like the easiest part to make up of an actor was just their forehead. So like a forehead alien is a mostly humanoid kind of alien that is just like slight like a Klingon basically yeah, or Klingons like and the Romulan Spock, Spock has pointy ears right yeah so like Spock a Vulcan had they Vulcans have pointy ears and a specific haircut yeah Romulans have pointy ears the same specific haircut and then also just like a slight ridge in the middle of their forehead and that's yeah. how you tell a Romulan from a Vulcan uh, yeah so so far we have the precursors the forerunners and the foreheaders 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> got, it, got, it, got it. Yeah, this episode is specifically about the four headers, but and the, and they are like a they are a four head alien. I don't remember the other terms, um, but I remember it was it was brought up like at some point like the character design of Mass Effect because they're all rigged onto the same digital skeleton. Every Mass Effect alien is a four head alien. Even the Krogans, like the potato lizards, are like rigged around the same kind of humanoid skeleton. They just put a bunch of shit on top, so everybody's kind of the same width. But mm. just like different different heights. Those are on sale right now. I almost picked them up. I've never played uh, the Mass Effect games. They're on Game Pass, dude. Okay. One and two, fantastic. Never okay. finished three. Okay. <laughs> it, it it there's aspects of three that are great and like honestly like I know where that trilogy could have ended and it could have been perfect, but that's not about this. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know when Halo should have fucking ended and it was way before any of the garbage that I'm about to talk about. So let's get <laughs> Okay, yeah. So wait, I guess can you say before we or are you going to say this but like where in the where does this lore come from? Like when was this canonized? Cuz I know this isn't Halo 1 shit, right? Game-wise books Halo 4. Like Okay, so this is all the- past 3. Yeah, it's okay. and it's it's really like I like Halo Four a lot of the, it's it's not fucking worth it. Like frankly, like it it, it is so disc it is like so much of the stuff we're going to talk about is hundreds of thousands of years prior to like anything happening that it 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 does not matter. These characters might as well be fucking dinosaurs in like the conversation about like modern politics. They nothing to do about anything. It's is 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 like is is so disconnected. It's cool. Um, and like, we're going to get into some neat shit, but like four books, that's about it. Some of the characters from Halo 4 are relevant to the Forerunner saga, basically. But it certainly isn't like OG trilogy plus Reach, which is, yeah, okay. It's a shit that I get horny over. I am just, I'm just trying to prepare myself to not try and like pin things to what those few fragments that I do know to not try overly hard to pin it to those, you know? Uh, it's a lot of post what you've played retconning, so actually try maybe because it does like kind of try to give meaning to like some of the things that you might remember. So and Halo Four takes place after, right? Like chronologically. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, okay. uh, Halo Four does take place like the Halo numbered games one, two, like like CE two, three, four, five, Infinite are in that order. Like they they come out chronologically. Best part yeah. about Infinite. Is the rocket launcher is called a spanker? Yeah, it is. <laughs> M14 spanker. M14 spanker available. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like going back to the forehead alien thing, um, the uh, forum themselves look different. Like they kind of look the same as they're growing up. But depending on their role within society, which is like uh, like kind of a caste system called rates, they do get a series of mutations to kind of better fit their role and end up looking different. Uh, but we'll get into the, the, the caste system later on. Uh, Forerunner technology is focused around hard light and data storage. Hard light is most easy to recognize as like the laser bridges that you can kind of discover yep. in all of the Halo games. <laughs> Um, as well as the projectiles fired from the weaponry in Halo 4 and 5. I thought it was going to be some type of diet um, alcoholic lemonade or something. Hard no, light. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it, it's Mike's hard light bridge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd try it. Oh, yeah, man. I get fucked up. I get like fucked up on it like one night. 
and then like the sugar hangover is way worse than the booze hangover. Yeah. So like yeah. never, <laughs> the aspartame never hangover from the hard light. Yeah, yeah it's light. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm bridge night, kid, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Great for bridge night, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the other, ladies. All the ladies at the old folks home. Gladys and Ethel. Oh boy, we got turned up on that shit. <laughs> Gladys and Ethel turn up on yeah. the hard light. <laughs> Gladys and Ethel alcohol or whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the entire species of the forerunner, so Gladys et al, uh, were all like like they were seated onto the planet of Gibalb. 15 million years ago by the precursors, which are an even more ancient race of the word before that we talked about a lot more in the flood episode because they're basically are the flood, I guess. Like, just listen to that one. Uh, if you don't want to check that episode out, however, the gist of it is, the gist of it is that the precursors, like, as a defense mechanism, evaporated into, like, a parasitic mist when the foreigner tried to exterminate them. Right. Uh, and then, like, the mist expired and turned into the flood. So instead of reconstituting into their regular forms, they became the flood, which is like... I do remember that now. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the whack-ass sci-fi um, that somebody thought was just like, well, how could we possibly explain the flood? And it's just like, well, what if Cthulhu uh, was a fog and that fog went bad? And that's pretty much like kind of how that came about. (laughs) (laughs) One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, so the planet Gabalb is specifically in the Orion arm of the Milky Way, which is roughly um, 1,500 light years away from Earth, which is, of course, 1.5522E plus 17 football fields, just in case anybody. E to the 17. Yeah, Every time you throw exactly. an E in there, like, I just think really, really big because I can't conceptualize anything now. <laughs> yeah, uh, E to the 17 is inconceptually big. Also. Yeah, <laughs> like normally I say that's like to the power of or like exponent 17, but I like when researching this one, I didn't know if that was actually true. So I just like I'm reading it straight as E plus 17. I don't know if like it's you guys scientific actually know. Notation. I don't know. Ethan did the most math out of all of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I've never seen the notation E plus. Usually, it's E a uh, little little chapeau. Yeah, it's, a, the... it's like a, it's a chevron basically for for an exponent, right? Yeah. Uh, never seen E plus seventeen. Like E Euler's constant is uh, a low constant, so E plus seventeen would be like nine something. I think I think it's like two point. Uh, so I doubt it's that yeah, number well, of not, football not fields. When, not when we're talking about light years, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if. 
we're going to address it, but I'm notably drunker than I was two minutes <laughs> earlier in this podcast, so I don't know what these numbers mean. We had to take an almost hour break here, but uh. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did, we did have a uh, plumbing emergency over at uh, Casa di Ethan, and then uh, Jamie and I kept drinking while he was gone. So if there's a noticeable shift in tone, that's what happened. Ethan's yeah, they, <laughs> they, Peter started talking about the flood, and I uh, had a flood in my basement, so <laughs> yeah. we dealt with it. And uh, Jamie and Peter experienced a flood of alcohol into their yeah. veins. Yeah, I played a full yeah. round of Vampire Survivors and beat the game for the second time ever in like 20 hours of gameplay, too. So. It was awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Ethan, for having your house flood so I could have this victory in my small yeah. flash game. Yeah. <laughs> when are the lore boys going to make a game, dude? We're obviously going to make a Metroidvania because all three of us love them. Like, what? what's True. going on? Yeah. Um, what would our upgrades be? There'd be clam juice. There'd be a corn of cob. A cob corn. No, cob clam juice. Clam juice is going to be our um, our G fuel is going to be uh, Clamato Caesar. Okay. I That'll- mean, the problem with us developing a game is really we're all talentless hacks, and we all work in just <laughs> middle management positions for that reason, and none of us have the capability of coding. Or Pete, Pete could maybe get away with like high level concept design. I feel like, but if it came to like actually drawing uh images in an unreal engine maybe he falls short with his current skill set but i'm gonna say you're probably right but <laughs> yeah. at, like as three middle managers think of the geeks we could delegate dude like come on it's I, great. Okay. mad max mad max you want you want this on your resume you could be the uh the coder <laughs> for, the, for the lore boys uh game for metroidvania yeah, provided our boys game metroidvania. is not a broken piece of trash i think i can push 90 to 95 percent customer satisfaction for when they do have problems <laughs> with the game yeah so that's, that's my yeah. whole thing but uh, i can set this up with the qa process i can set up the test plan no problem don't worry about it but uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I coordinate the FX team for Pinocchio, for Christ's sake. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. So we have a customer service team, a testing team, and a visual effects team. But no, no, nothing about gameplay, so it'll just... Uh, so we have, like, part of a visual effects team. I, I'm coordinating effects specifically, like, nothing about animation. So if we have a bunch of still images that rocks can crumble around, these guys got it. Like, Dude, we-, <laughs> <laughs> we just witnessed 30 minutes of Vampire Survivors, which looks like N60 or not even like NES garbage like uh, and it still is very fun I think we can find the dopamine hits so we'll figure it out yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we all know what we like exactly I mean the three of us together everyone could admit would put together a banger script at the very least yeah. we can yes. throw, we can slap together a script. now the downside would be uh, the script would be due so that they could develop the game and we would all write it in the hour leading up to whenever it was due. Right. Like the yeah. three of us would get together and be like, oh shit, we actually got to do this thing uh, and just slap it all together. Right, so. right, right, right. Might be a bit last minute, but it'd be okay. <laughs> it'd be serviceable. B plus, <laughs> B plus podcast. Yeah. Um, Gibalb, actually on this note, actually it's a good, a good little segue here. Uh, Gibalb was once an A plus place to live. Uh, the planet that the Forerunner were eventually were originally seeded onto, uh, but it was rendered uninhabitable during an experiment involving something called stellar engineering. Um, stellar engineering is the term for the construction of superstructures like the Halo arrays, the Ark, or Onyx, which was like an artificial planet which we have talked about, and there's like an entire book called I think Ghosts of Onyx or something. It, okay, it, it's, an, it's an entire planet made of trillions of robots, basically. Okay. Okay. Sorry, the having to hand bomb uh, water out of my sump pump 
we're talking about the forerunners this episode, not the precursors. The precursors were the fungus people who turned into spores and created the flood. Yes. And the forerunners were seeded on Gabalb? Yes. Okay. Seeded by whom? The precursors. Okay. So the pre the precursors precursed the forerunners who foreran the rest of the races. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. And and with infinite they've added the end list now, so they really kind of just like stack Oh, they're at the other end. They, 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 they're both ends, right? Yeah, they just keep stacking like new Stonehenge on top of the old Stonehenge. It's like, ooh, how could this possibly happen? Shit. Like, we are at three Stonehenge high in the Halo canon right now. Uh, at, at time of writing, we're at three Stonehenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, and I know, like, because this, uh, of course, like, we didn't anticipate you needing to renovate midway through a bit, but. Yes, that's what what we're talking about. It was just all a euphemism. Peter's voice flooded Ethan's basement. Wink, wink. Yeah. Yeah. Peter's wet voice flooded my basement. That's a... That's a voice. Ben Shapiro hates him. I was going to say, yeah. That's probably a medical condition, if you ask uh, someone who knows facts and logic. The doctor says, uh, you shouldn't have a wet-ass voice. It's unhealthy. Yes. I have, I, have a, I have a very wet ass voice. And... I'll export this one in a WAV file, not a, a yeah, an MP3 not file. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an MP3. Wet ass yeah. Voice, yeah. Honestly, if Ben wants to come on the show and talk about Halo, we'll ridicule him for sixty-five minutes, and that'll be great. He would never come on. Come on, Ben, do it, do, do it, it Benny boy, dude. do it, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my wife, the doctor, says I'm not a pussy. <laughs> uh, I think you'll you'll notice that I'm actually quite dry. Hmm? Explain that, liberals. <laughs> Turning point, tiny Ben Shapiro face. Yeah. yeah. How, how could you say? How could you say that that pussies are wet, but also that I am a pussy when I am, in fact, quite dry? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, stellar. The the uh, like Gibalb was ruined during like a. Uh, <laughs> during a failed experiment basically sorry do uh, we do we find out why the forerunners or the sorry the precursors this is gonna fuck me up all day why the precursors seeded them there like they were they just going around like seeding life did were they the ones that put humans in a place yeah uh the, okay, the, yeah. the precursors are like we covered this a lot more in the flood episode yeah and I sorry didn't, i didn't i didn't put a bunch of it into this episode and again like the non-video game versions of halo's fiction is not excellent it is very much like whoever wrote this was just like oh no hp lovecraft invented sci-fi in the 80s and then <laughs> like i just like went from there so they're very much like an ancient alien bug race from outside of the fucking galaxy who created life and then like shaped its whatever like like directed its development and then the forerunners got too big for their bridges and killed them all and as an escape plan, the precursors turned into like atoms that expired, that then became corrupted and and became the flood. Gotcha. Which again, we have a whole episode about that shit. But like the weird recap in the middle of our like busted <laughs> our busted yeah. up Ethan's basement flooded thing here, <laughs> like very much like the precursors seeded life into the Milky Way, and like the forerunners are one of the primary ones who are like who are going to yeah, be coming okay. here. 
I think better names would have done a lot for both of them. But Precursor Forerunner is fucking me up. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I better not just better names. I think two different words. They're synonyms. Yeah. They, yeah. They literally mean the same thing. <laughs> Harbringers, uh, before comers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the precoomers, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> precoomers um, seeking the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the um, the Harbinger is the villain of Infinite, and she's some kind of octopus woman. Oh, there is a Harbinger. Is... Yeah, the Harbinger in is in Halo Infinite, and she <laughs> is the Harbinger of the Endless, which is again just like a kind of cool sounding English word that m- fucking means nothing. It like in the in the in the grand scheme of the whole like sci fi arc, right? Every race is like named after hey something's coming but nothing ever comes it's just always hey something's coming after us and you better watch out for and then nothing ever does it's it's, (laughs) just just, the next one is also like grubhub delivering your your fucking chicken salad it's just like oh no but the next the next meal you better watch out it's gonna be big and it's egg salad and you're like okay yeah it's just like it's just like it's stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks on stacks and it's just like constantly raising the stakes meaning every time the stakes are raised it it means nothing meaningless yeah, yeah. it's completely it's, yeah i forgot what we were talking about but all i want is some chicken salad and play some halo right now man uh, yeah. <laughs> perfect yeah, that's how microsoft wins <laughs> <laughs> bill gates owns all the chicken farms don't you even know that <laughs> Hey, he 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 did buy a ton of farmland in India. Yeah, Mill- millions of uh, acres, also in the states. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because um, he's he wa- evil. <laughs> I mean, <he's, laughs> he wants to preserve it, but he yeah. uh, wants to stop it from being developed for cities and stuff. Yeah, is what um, he says. Who knows? Who knows the the mind of a billionaire? Hmm? Exactly. They're talking about they're talking about like dismantling a like seven hundred year old bridge in uh, Holland. To uh, allow Bill, or not Bill Gates, but uh, Jeff Bezos' super yeah, yacht yeah. to pass through. Oh, like I saw that trending today. Yeah. yeah. What, what the fuck? Just, that's, they're, it's, they're all monsters. We are, we are six months away from someone being like, nah, you know what? Honestly, I don't like my beachfront property getting too wet, so we need to blow up the moon to get rid of the tide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How much money do I need to fill a... Uh, a t- a, not a, no, a pool full of jello. Probably not know, a lot. Probably like 80 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you paying for the pool or are you just like hijacking someone's pool for this? Well, the, I think the hard part's going to be getting like the hot up to the right hot and then the cold down to the right cold so it, it makes the jello, right? What you Okay, so you don't want to do it with a pool, you want to do it with a hot tub. And just we're Canadian winters, so. Uh. No, yeah, I want to dive straight in, and I want to see if I can swim to the top or if I sink to the bottom and drown a jelloey death. It, it, no, like, <laughs> Jamie, I know we're way off track here for a second. Could but you like, imagine? It, if, you, if you did that, I would watch, and I would not try and help you, and you would be like the mosquito in the amber from Jurassic right. Park. I am. I grew up in a very atheist household, okay? I would I would consider myself somewhat agnostic. I'm very skeptical of like God, religion, pearly gates, anything like that. Sure, sure. Me too. But Me could too. you imagine if it turns out that it's true and you're meeting your maker <laughs> and you're standing in front of God and he's just like, so why'd you do it? 
I really like the blue raspberry flavor. That you just can't <laughs> yeah. find everywhere these okay, days. So, <laughs> I, I'd like to fo- I'd like to follow this up while we're completely off the rails here. Before we get back into get back into Halo, Ethan, when you and I die and we meet our maker and Jamie's standing there and God says, <laughs> "Why'd you guys let him do it?" <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like Jurassic. I like Jurassic Park, and I like Blue Raspberry, dude. And Jamie wanted Blue to do both. <laughs> Could you die? I man? Asked him, like, what would he say to you, God? And he said, "I like Blue Raspberry." So I said, "Fuck it, okay, let's do it then." Huh? <laughs> I'll the Jello. Could you dive in? Like, would you? Would you like go? Like, water slows you down when you dive, right? Like, Jello would. I just like shoot through the Jello and like break my arms and neck at the bottom, or what? Like, wait. If I think it probably you'd probably go in like a J shape. Oh, like my name and and like Jello. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that was the point. Like that's why they called it that. Okay, <laughs> that's, why they, that's why they called it Jello. Yeah. Originally, it was used by Olympic divers to yeah. soften the <laughs> landing from eighty feet up. Yeah, the Olympic the Olympic pools in the eighteen eighties had like a substrate of Jello, but eventually they discovered it was edible. So. If you were going to J though, like from like the eighty foot high dive or whatever, you it would just become a U. You would like pop right out the other side. You know what I mean? The amount of energy yeah. going in. Whoop. Yeah, you would you land back in the Jello, and you would like slowly make smaller and smaller loops. It's like oh. the. Um, would it be that, like the balance coaster? Oh. <laughs> we're talking about different things here. There's like a suicide coaster that somebody proposed as like a euthanasia device, which is a roller coaster that just goes through one like giant loop and then like sufficiently like smaller and smaller and smaller oh, loops. Yeah. You can't handle the G forces. So it's just like if you ever wanted to die on a roller coaster with 19 other people, this is the fucking ride at Disney World for you. I know we're way <laughs> off the rails, but you guys heard of that action park thing in the States? Like that crazy yeah, ass fucking... Yeah. So they... Johnny Knoxville made a movie about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had this one super long water slide with a really tight um, loop that's not elongated. Just like a perfect circle right at the end. And apparently people would hit 8 Gs. And... <laughs> <laughs> would... like double fucking F-17 fighter <laughs> they wouldn't clean it out either so there'd be a bunch of rocks and shit right at the bottom because it wouldn't make it all the way around the loop so you would be going like superhuman speeds completely rip open your skin and then do an 8G loop and get shot out into a kiddie pool or something on the other side <laughs> like, oh my fucking god dude oh, fantastic. I, uh, action park lore went yeah, uh, yeah. we should, we should. Uh, fucking next week let's go let's do that <laughs> Thank, thankfully despite the fact that like this is like some a bunch of wacky shit cause we're like an hour an hour since Ethan's basement flooded um the experiment that we're talking about is not entirely like the experiment that would doom us all basically <laughs> that, would, that would kill us is not uh, is not irrelevant thankfully because the particular experiment that the uh forerunner had done they were trying to manipulate some of the stars that were in their kind of local cl- local cluster uh using of course their stellar engineering um and they like whatever forgot to clip the green wire or the blue wire or whatever and caused multiple stars to kind of chain reaction supernova into each other what what Uh, happens if we iv drip mike's hard lemonade into the sun baby (laughs) (laughs) sounds like less than stellar engineering to me Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it, it's like they forgot to eject their USB out of the sun. Basically, it's just yeah. like no, 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 no. You, you, you can't, you can't do it that way. You can't do it that way. 
But yes, uh, they, they put too much Mike's Hard Lemonade into several stars, which all went supernova and eradicated most of the species uh, living on Gabalb. Um, the detonation of these stars almost wiped out everybody. However, thanks to like some good old-fashioned fucking, they managed to repopulate and move the seat of their interstellar empire called the uh, Ecumen uh, to a more radical-sounding planet called the Maithrillion. Which is very cool. It do may be thrillion. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I had there was a poke. There's like a centipede Pokemon from I think Black and White, whose real name I can't remember. I just remember my nickname for him was the Thrillipede because his middle evolution is just like a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> How do you the the Pokemon in later generations? Like there there is an actual like ice cream cone Pokemon, right? Yeah, it's Vanillux. It, uh, oh, like, oh, oh my god, the that, name makes it worse. It, it's that line, yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you spell ecumen? Uh, E-C-U-M-E-N-E. Okay, so it's a word. Uh, I was curious. <laughs> Ec- ecumenical is like a is a term as well. Why not ecumenical, yeah, so, you know? Yeah, yeah, right? Come yeah, on. with uh, an X instead of, <laughs> instead of the final E. <laughs> so ecumen means, or ecumen, however you say it, means the permanently inhabited portion of the Earth as distinguished from the unha- uninhabited or temporarily inhabited area. Uh, so it means like they'd be moving into a place that's like already inhabited, it sounds like. It, it literally means inhabited land. Um, it, it's or, country mouse versus city mouse. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, were country, they were country, country mice. Country and city ecumen. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're transitioning from country mouse to city mouse. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, it could also mean the nuclear area or center of maximum activity of a state having the densest population and the closest network of transportation routes. So it literally means like urban hub. Yeah, it's a cool, it, I mean, like all of Halo is what is the coolest word for a very boring thing. <laughs> yeah, What's the, that's a, they like they reverse engineered their story by picking a bunch of cool words. They had like a, a cork board and some red string and then yeah. like a bunch of cool words they pinned to it and said how do we get from here to here guys yeah <laughs> we get from harbinger to ecumene maybe yeah <laughs> brace yourself feet because uh the last time i did one of juicy's things and i just like kind of shrugged stuff off i got like walls of te- text in discord so <laughs> you're about to oh, get dude. so many halo corrections come at us, city. Come at us. <laughs> yeah uh, like one come at me two the best part about clearing notifications you just need to click on the chat and then you can close the app who gives a oh, shit yeah. <laughs> I, I love juicy but i did not read what he sent me <laughs> yeah it, it turns out he was giving you all the vampire survivor story you could ever want oh man oh hell yeah <laughs> so uh after the establishment of the ecumen and uh moving the capital planet basically of the empire to mithrilian Shreds we nar. Um, they fought a series of civil wars called the Cradal Conflicts, or maybe it's pronounced Cradle, but it is K-R-A-D-A-L. So it's either they misspelled it to make it seem sci-fi, or it's called Cradal. I like Cradal. Yeah. The Cradal Conflicts took place near the center of the galaxy, which is pretty cool. It made me think about like wanting to replay Mass Effect 2. Is yeah, I mean, I, you said Krogan, and I thought Krogan. So <laughs> yeah, well, because like, like, like the collector base is at the center of the galaxy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. in like the ruined shipyard, which is yeah. all really cool. I uh, thought of like I thought of a network of secretive babies that were running everything, like from uh, their the Krodal, yeah. <laughs> 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 <The> sinister Krodal. 
<laughs> yeah, Q- QAnon is very concerned with the, the what the Cradal is doing inside of the Cabal. <laughs> um, the more like modern culture of the Forerunner is dominated entirely by the mantle of responsibility, which we have talked about in the past on our previous Halo episodes. Uh, so I'm not going to go into too, too much detail about it right now. Uh, it's a philosophical concept originally passed down to humanity by the precursors. Um, Cortana in Halo 5 would eventually claim that AI deserved the mantle of responsibility, but she, like, dies off screen between games, so who gives a flying fuck? Right. Yeah. That's why I quit. Basically, it's just like all the all the cool shit happens between Halo Five and Infinite, and uh, it's just like Master Chief, pretty much doing what we do. Like Infinite story is very much like Master Chief reading wiki posts about a potentially cooler game. (laughs) I'm just like, nice, all right. (laughs) Grappling hooks, cool, whatever. Yeah, and it's way cooler to experience the game than to hear somebody read the wiki page. Is what Pete's saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Turn this off. I haven't played Infinite Campaign, but I want to. Like, I, I like the multiplayer enough that I feel like just going and clicking on heads that that don't have a person on the other side of the screen would be fun too. Uh, yeah, but- I mean, like Kyle, uh, my, my buddy Kyle, or like Merble Skadoo on the uh, on the server. Like, he, I, I drove him around and we ran a bunch of errands yesterday, and he was talking about playing it. He's like stuck on the final boss, who is like the octopus lady, and he's. And he's like a, he's like dyed in the wool hardcore Halo guy. Yeah, and he's he's into it, like and like put up with the Far Cryification of Halo. That's it. And as it says, it's good. But there are like a bunch of there are a bunch of questions. Like, where did literally every single character from the previous game go? Yeah, I don't expect it to live up to like what Halo Three, my first playthrough, was like. Like change my life as a as a young teenager but like (laughs) (laughs) but as of like i'm done work and i just want to like click on some heads and go through some shit like it's probably better than a lot of the other stuff out there yeah yeah. i mean yeah it is good yeah yeah pete said early on that like you know if you just like keep ratcheting up the the potential outcomes you know and and you know kind of leave us with the sense of like oh there's always a bigger bigger fish kind of in the galaxy yeah is like true that it does remove meaning but at the same time like the first time you destroy a scarab a covenant scarab is like epic and then you know the time you're you're disabling the 13th one in halo 3 you're like i fucking hate this (laughs) i'll stop doing this now you know well you gotta shoot for the knees on the ark in the desert and you have to fight like three at the same time is like the one of the most cheesable fucking like miserable experiences because you just park the scorpion behind that like pyramid thing in the middle or those yeah. like stone cage, and you just like back up, shoot them, and then like park, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, guys, I might have to pick up Game Pass and go play that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I let my sub just like go away, but yeah, it sounds fun. I'm a big Game Pass stan. Yeah. I uh, I still I still have it. I've been I've been getting my money's worth. Um, Pete's just saying that because he sold farmland to Bill Gates. Hey, whoa! I every, <laughs> every month for the price of Game Pass, you could buy Vampire Survivors five times. <laughs> well what which billionaire are we supporting okay Jamie? <laughs> the, devs of, the, the what i assume are slavic devs of vampire survivor how many times a year what's five times 12 it's at least 100 <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's not even close but most of the way <laughs> 
Some would say six tenths of the way there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill Gates would tell you six tenths of the way there. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. <laughs> Good. Um, getting snubbed at the kind of like responsibility Oscars led to the precursor forerunner war, which was like that's when the precursors evaporated into their mist as like a self-defense thing that eventually became the flood. Um, then there was the human forerunner war after the forerunners went to war with ancient humanity, which we covered in another episode. And then there was the like forerunner flood war, which led to the first firing of the halo rings. Um, and that caused like the extinction of the forerunner overall. Um, the forerunner interpreted the mantle of responsibility different, differently rather than both the precursors and the humans that it was originally passed to. They firmly believed that the only qualification one needed to become the Milky Way's, what is essentially like a benevolent dictator, uh, was the best technology. And the Forerunner were more technologically advanced than the other sentient races of the time, which the time that we're talking about now is fucking meaningless because it was like 10 million years ago. Is basically. this is the skewer uh, a people gun, a flood gun, or a covenant gun? It's a people gun, right? Seems like a people gun. No, it's, the skewer's a banished gun, which <laughs> is like the brutes, and it is... Uh, it's basically a, a gun, basically... The sniper it's a harpoon, that has... It's a harpoon gun, yeah. It, it's like a four-shot nail gun that'll kill someone with one shot from like... Oh, any, oh yeah. no, that's the mangler, is the revolver. No, the no, 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 I'm thinking the of the skewer. The skewer's got four shots, and it's like the big sniper that has like... The, the, yeah, it's, it's a harpoon. It's, yeah. It is a kind of a harpoon, yeah. Feels like yeah, a nail yeah. gun. Yeah, this is both sad and kind of cool, but, uh, like, Japanese whale hunters use explosive harpoons to hunt whales, which is, I think, what that thing is based on. That seems like it would ruin your catch, though, no? No, because it's not, like, the skin and the fat that you, like, hunt a whale for. They have, like, pockets of... Oh. It's Minecraft logic. You just TNT it, and then all the stuff floats to the top, and you pick it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. got it. You build a, an 8x8 iron base uh, with walls, and you have water flowing towards a hole in the center, and then right. uh, skewers yeah. that periodically fire and explode into whales, and all the, <laughs> all the baleen just drips down into the down the chute. <laughs> the, right. the baleen's in their teeth. That's, <laughs> but like, like, French, like French dressmakers would use whale baleen to make the big, like, wide... Yeah, White those shirts, yeah. corsets too. Yeah, um, ambergris—that's another thing that whales have. That's that... used by perfume makers. Ambergris. Yeah. That sounds like amber and gray. Yeah, it's kind of it's like, like it's amber and grease because it's like kind of a buttery thing, as far as I understand. Oh, I've had maple butter. I've never had whale butter. <laughs> maple butter. Uh, their uh, milk is very, like, very, very rich because I know, like, whale. Uh, calves, I think they're called. Do they, they have milk? Quick. Yeah, they're, they're mammals. Of course they, they have milk. Do they have udders? They got titties. I mean, they got at least two nips, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, ambergris comes from the Old French ambre jaune, so yellow amber, and then it evolves to Old French gray amber, which is ambergris and ambergris. Guys, if you ever want to make any sense, if it's like it's as if the French went colorblind when updating their language. Yeah, because it is yellow. Like, if you see it, it's, it's more yellow than it is gray. But the old, old French were like, it's it's gray-yellow. And there was some kind of schism amongst the French. And where what you would see. The, the winning party said, no, no, c'est gris. 
that's why we that's why we had to kill Marie Antoinette is because she could see color. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, end of a party night if you're in like a big group. Like, I remember. Um, like I must have been twenty, and we had a huge party. Everyone's falling asleep. There's three of us still awake. Uh, we're all kind of fucked up on. You're still wearing a fucking oven mitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, yeah. this is my buddy here. Don't worry about it. He's um, a soft puppet on his hand for the listeners at home. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great thing to do is turn off all lights. If you've got like a lava lamp or some type of like light show, put that on and just YouTube whale noises. And get like a 30-minute whale noise YouTube video and just like sit back, close your eyes, listen to whales talk because it's beautiful. I, I, was re- I was really hoping you were going to say and then like wake up people at the party and just be like, the space whales are here. We got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody fucking passed out drunk, just like, we, we got to go right now. We don't have time to get your keys, okay? <laughs> The night that uh, happened, I had actually lost ice in the woods, and I had not. I I'd just gotten her, and she ran away in the woods after deer, and I found her a day later. Anyways, this is so far. Speaking Jamie's dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the interpretation that the forerunner had of the mantle of responsibility was very different. Like I said, like to become the kind of dictators of the galaxy. Only want the um, latest iPhone user to. To have the mantle of responsibility, basically. It, they they saw themselves as the latest iPhone users. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. And they, they were like the hey, if you if you still own an iPhone twelve, you are a fucking piece of shit, okay? <laughs> you do not deserve to rule the galaxy with an iPhone twelve. I have an eleven, so they would absolutely regard me with nothing but disdain. Oh yeah. You're 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 what scum on the bottom of your shoe shits out. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 liter- literal, literal trash here. Uh, they would, however, seed other planets with just enough technology to like make them sufficient or like self sufficient, but not a threat. So they were like probably carpet bombing other planets with fungus on them to help them evolve with like iPhone 3Gs or iPhone like 4S or whatever. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, you could play Doodle Jump probably- on this one. <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah exactly like e- like every iphone 4s that still had flappy bird on it <laughs> was dropped out of a spaceship onto like some s- some fucking shithole rock out in the middle <laughs> in the kuiper belt or whatever you like, know what came out early like ipod era or like mid ipod era um it's still very good today peggle peggle, peggle is great amazing. game peggle oh, is great it's game it is available yeah. on steam as well Hey, that that came out with the uh, when iPods uh, still had the spin wheel. The, the, and, uh, oh yeah, definitely yeah. realizing for some of our listeners now, this is like completely missing their comprehension of technology. <laughs> like, <laughs> there are some people who listen to the show for sure who are just like, "What is not a touchscreen?" Yeah, uh, yeah. But iPhones used to have like an analog wheel that you had to spin almost. Yeah. Like, but before the iPod, it was like it was just like a, a plastic wheel you had to physically rotate. <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, I had to spin my wheel to play Peggle, and I'd wait till my friends fell asleep to listen to whale noises. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I guess like uh, seating seating foreign planets with Peggle and and click wheels on iPods ultimately left the galaxy completely unprepared. To fight the flood that the um, forerunners had inadvertently created by going to war with their creators, the precursors who turned into mist, are now right? flood. So, yeah. uh, and we probably talked about this on the uh, human episode, maybe. But so, did they seed the human planet with life? Are we saying like it is ancient aliens? The pyramid was an iPhone three to the <laughs> to these 
uh, Forerunners? Not to my knowledge. Uh, okay. Humanity and the Forerunners went to war, which we have spoken about in previous episodes, because humans are an ancient race. That's why in Halo 3, and it's the term reclaimer, basically, is like okay. the mantle of responsibility was given by the precursors to humanity, which I assume they created. Um, and they were the less militaristic religious cult than the and, forerunners ended up being yeah. and the, so the forerunners wiped themselves out with the halo rings uh so that's at the end of this one here so, okay okay so uh, we haven't got there yet yes but wait okay gotcha yeah, exactly uh the forerunner were like like in fact like such huge policy wonks that they built their entire society around the mantle or like the concept of the mantle of uh responsibility which is not like a thing it's just a philosophical concept uh that um kind of is built around this concept of of uh like called the living time which is like your interaction with the cosmos it's very like monk on the temple mount sort yeah. of thing yeah living time is basically like worshiping the time that you have that is given to you to interact with the the space around you yeah uh, don't dwell on when you tried to exterminate an entire race and drove them to the point where they had to turn themselves into uh fungal spores that then turned into zombies don't dwell on those okay yeah, yeah, yeah. worship the time that you have yeah uh, the 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 like out of focus burning candle with the sunset in the background beams uh, from like boomer forerunner women on their version of Facebook were basically exactly that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the timeline photos were wild. Dude, why is that minion meme thing so accurate? Like I have people at work who are in that age range who like have minion memes in their like goodbye uh, parts of their email. Like best regards, minion meme, my name, like. <laughs> How is it Damn. so? I don't have I don't have any of that shit. That sickens me, frankly. Why? Why is that my so? Real? That. She's thankfully scaled back her Facebook usage, but uh, my mom was big on on mini memes for a long, long time. Oh my god! Might still be. I bet she'd still enjoy it if you showed her one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Internet was a mistake. We've said it before. Okay. The internet was absolutely a mistake. Facebook. Okay. 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 Here's here's a lore boys canon for you. Uh, we're in an alternate timeline, okay? And the minions are the precursors. And the forerunners <laughs> realized that they, that they had to exterminate them, right? Right, right, and, right. And that's how they eventually <laughs> sporificate themselves and <laughs> turn into the flood. I, and in ours, we see, we see the result of not doing that, right? Which is arguably worse. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so just somebody write this down because I don't have notepad open. It's minion flood. Just make that happen. Somebody. Who, who, whichever, whichever one of you fucking people can draw. <laughs> well, that would be um, the worst. But that would be so satisfying to peg each one of those little minions into one little eye. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like little, the little inflatable head with the goggles on it while it, like, yeah. like it's like bursting through the chest of like a UNSC Marine. <laughs> and a great out of context Jamie quote is it would feel so good to peg each one of those little minions. <laughs> In the eye. When, when you join Discord, that is the first thing you see. With, with, with a gun, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> so, there, there, there's no segue out of that one. Oh, despicable me. The, uh, 
Uh, the Forerunner um, divided up their entire society into a caste system called Rates. And that's just like R-A-T-E-S. It's not like some stupid Latin meaning or whatever. It's just like straight up like interest mortgage, whatever the fuck. They were getting to the, uh, the writers were getting to the bottom of the cool words barrel. Yeah, like, what it was, exactly. Like, social credit, like uh, social credit's a little stiff. Why don't we call it like rates or something? Like, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Put it in. Game's coming out in six weeks. Who gives a yeah. shit? <laughs> uh, these rates, in order of like, we're gonna go now into the into into the caste system, but we're gonna go from like pauper to prime minister, basically. So okay, bottom up. Cool. Um, they were engineer, warrior, servant, which is one thing. Um. Uh, juridical, which is just judicial but spelled improperly. And I remember googling this like with the spell check. Juridical is not. Yeah, it, fe- word. it feels like a portmanteau of like judge and jury, right? It is, uh, and that is how it is. The like how it functions within Forerunner society, but it is not a correct term. Okay, but jur- juridical is. Yes, I know. I came to that conclusion earlier today when I was finishing <laughs> this, and I was just like, why didn't you just do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, then they have the life workers, who are more like medical scientific staff, miners, and builders. So miner and builder would be the top tier, and then basically that. Where was stellar engineers? Engineers were on the bottom. We didn't even get one guy who was stellar out of all of them. Yeah, so it's all mediocre, <laughs> mediocre engineers. Well, they're all too fucked up on Mike's hard light to really, to really <laughs> run the government, you know. Dude, these vodka grapes are real good, though. I gotta say. <laughs> Mike's hard light. <laughs> I, I didn't have any ice cubes yeah, left, like, but I had frozen yeah. grapes, so I put them in my, my drink. Quite good. I, I do I do love that like due to circumstance that like some people have been saying like man when you guys used to just like drink yourselves halfway to death and record an episode we do love that shit and we were always <laughs> like we are too old and sleepy to have that occur but yeah, we record on Monday nights so it's like yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be and now it's just like ah whatever let's go ah we'll make it to work tomorrow we'll be fine yeah, yeah. I work in my bedroom what the f- fuck do I care my <laughs> my first meeting is at nine thirty in the morning I don't even need to be there. Exactly. Um, 9.30 the, in the morning on a Monday, dude. That's ridiculous. My first meeting's at noon. Come on. Oh, it's because it's of, of the time zones. We have one of the creative directors yeah. in, is in London. So it's like the end of his day. Bastard. Yeah. Bloody bell end, as they say over there. He is <laughs> the most Italian man I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I think he's a boomer because his webcam is fucked up enough that all of our meetings, he is at like a... like. 40 degree Dutch angle for some reason. <laughs> All right, let's hear an impression of him in case he ever, your boss ever listens to the podcast. <laughs> he, is, he is not my boss. <laughs> Send him a and minion I meme. Not, I will Send him a minion meme. Send him yeah, a minion meme and find out. Like, okay, if he doesn't respond to the minion meme, that means he's probably a boomer. If he writes back to you saying, Peter, the fuck is this then he's a he's a normal human being i think yeah so. exactly that's the litmus test I'll, 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 I'll see if he leaves me on red on yeah, my yeah. <laughs> um there there was a um additional cast or rate called the theoretical which existed only over a million years ago which is what the kind of stakes we're working with right now uh, Makes however, sense why they would call them the theoretical. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the theoretical... We, we imposed a social structure on them. We don't know if it's true. 
yeah, which is funny because I, I thought about that when I was like like reading the reading the like Halopedia page. The theoretical are very much in the same way the life workers are the people who do medicine or the warrior servants are the people who are part of the military. The theoretical were like the philosophers and 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 like the conceptual like big like gigantic brained like like whatever like the three hundred IQ cast basically. Yeah. We, we used to have people who could just think for a living and then capitalism took over and we said, you're not really contributing anything to making Jeff Bezos richer. Yeah, when was the exactly. last time you took a historic bridge, okay? Like, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Society. The last piece When's of... the last time you detonated a sun by accident? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The last piece of great art was uh, Despicable Me and all those minions. And since then, yeah. it's all been downhill. <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. Yeah. 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 So uh, within the theoretical rate, uh, there was a scholar named Boundless, um, and uh, again, like there's like another problem with the writing here that like I I want to kind of gloss over to not like shit on Halo the entire time. Uh, the forerunners' names tend to be pretty boring and very like alt like like very laser focused descriptive on like what they did, like Boundless was a, a a was like the galileo of her time basically mm. she was she, she was thinking too hard man like and then there's oh, there's the other oh. one live laugh love and yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> so live hyphen laugh hyphen love would is pretty much like a forerunner name okay was there a was there a scaramouche i hope so <laughs> <laughs> i mean there were like there was scaramouche was on the planet fandango which was okay. then destroyed and and glassed by the covenant at oh, by thunderbolt okay, and lightning it was um so the, the so um boundless was like part of the theoretical cast who were like the philosopher kings of the time um, but after going on like multiple expeditions that she was told not to do, she was imprisoned in something called a cryptum and cryptums are the gigantic, like chrome orbs that we see in halo four, the didact, uh, like the main villain of, of that game is released from a cryptum. Um, her cryptum was either defective or sabotaged, um, and then her body was discovered like thousands of years later, uh, thousands of years later, rather. Um, and Loreboy's canon, I'm just going to call it, uh, Boundless didn't kill herself. Okay. Okay. She yeah. knows foul yeah. play. Yeah. All right. Got assassinated by the CIA. I got you. I can follow. Yeah, e exactly. Um, the theoretical cast was completely absorbed into the engineer cast, which is, or the engineer rate, rather, which is the, the bottom tier. Um, the engineer is the blue collar cast. Um, they maintain the structures and the machine and the machinery that the ecumen uh, relies on. So all of the space stations, everything that they build, uh, they have no representation in the forerunner government, uh, which is called the capital court. Capital court. Yeah. Okay. So like me as an educated white man from like a big first world city. I know exactly what that means because the like kind of structural disrespect for laborers is pretty much like part of my DNA as well. Really? <laughs> you yeah. know, they probably, oh, yeah. 
they get paid more than all three of us. I'm sure the laborers <laughs> in their city, like the, the, the plumbers, the construction workers, all these folks. Yeah. Yeah. Like people who go into trades are, um, just like, I think culturally regarded as like, you know, like Bucktooth Hicks more. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the engineer and the engineer cast in, in the, uh, forerunner society is absolutely like at that level at the point, uh, like we're like, thankfully they have like some, version of representation in like our human canadian government but i'll I'll say i look down on engineers way more than i look down on laborers and like like uh, the 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 educated people who are sure they know what they 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 are doing like on a job site and my my brother's a laborer um he he works with like the laborers union and all that but uh like the the educated guy who steps onto a job site and has never like actually built something, I trust way less. Like the guy who studied how to build something for four years, I trust way less than the guy who spent four years building things. Right. Well, you check how tough his hands are, right? Like like yeah. the, the, the like the range of just like soft hands, callous hands, sort of yeah. thing. Exactly. Well, honestly, I look down on anyone who repairs my sump pump, but I look up to anyone who works on roofing. And I'm not talking just physically. Like, physically yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, uh i guess I, none of us know anybody really who is in the army here but um the... i know a lot of people but yeah me too Not i'm, good, fr- I'm good friends with i'm good friends with a couple army guys same right. canadian, canadian army mind you so oh of uh, course you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the warrior servants are the second lowest rate um they're the military and they're responsible for defending and like protecting the forerunner empire they're also responsible for defeating ancient humans because they it, like ancient humanity did lose the war against the forerunner yeah um, it's so funny we didn't have iphone threes okay no we did not it, we only we only had the iphone threes that they gave us <laughs> whereas they had iphone 4s yeah way faster yeah and the fucking precursors had the iphone 11 so we had to go. We had to go kill them, and that's uh, that's why we caused the flood. Yeah. Um, the warrior servants have an elite unit within them called the Prometheans, uh, who are led by a didact. Uh, the forerunner that that we gamers would know as the didact was the villain from Halo Four, and the Promethean knights um, are the main enemy within that game. They're kind of like the kind of chrome beetle guys with the swords and the guns and whatnot. Cool. Yeah. Um, in ha- the the Halo Four didact used a device called the Composer to turn organic brains into data, uh, which could then be uploaded into mechanical Promethean Knights, uh, who are like kind of the main force within like Halo Four, but I think primarily in Halo Five, which is the only one that I haven't played. Um, and the process of turning like a human brain or an alien brain or whatever or like their thoughts into data is called pattern transfer and that's that gets uploaded into like a promethean body to to make the mechanical warriors that you end up shooting with guns gotcha yeah um above the warrior servants were the uh, the unpronounceable uh juridical or like okay. the judicial ones. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's the judges. It's it's judges and lawyers. Uh, a rate including judges and lawyers and Jamie's dad, because he's also a lawyer. lawyer. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, along with a crew of evidence gathering forerunner called the catalog. So they're kind of the like, em- <laughs> like the, 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 the empire okay. narcs. More the, uh, 
what you said earlier, the their names are like so on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't say it until you said like the evidence gatherers are just called the catalog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's. Uh, like- we have Sears, the Sears cast, who uh, issues a catalog every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's just like one of those like kind of chrome robots with like a cozy red sweater. Just, <laughs> That's cute. Um, so for things like biology and medicine, there was a life worker rate, um, which we talked about earlier. Uh, they created the mutations that would help other forerunner focus on their rate. Um, a younger forerunner lacking a rate is called a manipular. Um, and it's basically, they go through like a, um, kind of like a, like a bar mitzvah, like adulthood ritual where they end up being placed in their past or right. Exactly. Um, they're generally placed into the same rate as their parents. However, that's not always the case socially. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And they're, like, they manipulate. Uh, with, I think manipular probably means like malleable. They're, they're like a blank slate 14 oh. year old, just barely going through puberty. Right. And at some point you can uh, hop them up on mutation drugs to turn them into a killing machine or a narc or yeah. a librarian or something like that basically. It's like it's like interviewer interviewee. They're not manipulator, they're manipular. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if every time you went into a job interview, you had to be injected with uh genetic drugs and uh how they affected you <laughs> I was really the, the interview. I, I auditioned for the backroom casting couch. I've I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a casting couch in the early days of the podcast. We got rid of it at some point, but Pete's got yeah. some good uh, Yeah, because the legs fell off. Oh, when we were playing VR, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, leg, one leg fell off, and then the rest, the other leg fell off, maybe? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like it happened in sequence. But... We, yeah, we, just we, like we the po- this podcast today, the legs are kind of falling off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's almost over. <laughs> um, an unmutated forerunner, uh, like, pre-puberty is called a form zero and after their bar mitzvah they're known as a first form cool cool so the that's the entry level into whatever rate that they so they're like uh they're like koreans who celebrate their first birthday when they're born right and then they or, or they yeah they they turn one when they're born and then they turn two on what we westerners would call their uh first birthday oh it's like in europe uh every first floor is zero and every first yeah, floor exactly, here yeah. is one we just yeah, we have rc numbers. which is zero which is like rang which I, I don't really know what that oh, wait, translates okay. to. well maybe the first floor is is zero there then i can't remember i just remember being confused on elevators when i was in europe <laughs> <laughs> completely lost it only goes up and down i have no <laughs> idea where i am <laughs> <laughs> um but going back to the life workers here the life worker that we would know um again like through the games is the librarian and she is in halo 4 or part of her is technically she died over ninety thousand years ago but was preserved as an ai within the composer's network um i'm not really sure if the like composer crunch like crunchitizes people's captains into like a data network or like what the fuck it does but like it there's something that uploads people into the precursors that had like a technology like technological server at some point that is over a billion years old which again (laughs) is a number so huge it means literally nothing it might as well just be fucking heaven but with 
computers. Captain oh, Crunch, yeah. oops all hologram people. And yeah, then, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oops all oops all Prometheans. Yeah. <laughs> um and this like as like for lack of a better word, this thing is called a, is called the domain. It's like a server, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. I mean domain again. An uncreative name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, like, think of a word that you know, uh, and then uh, someone who writes fiction for Halo has, uh, for some reason, attached an empire to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there you go. Oh, no, the frozen pizzas. Like, oh, what do they do? Like, oh, they freeze pizza. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they've done it for, for some reason a trillion years yeah. and it's it's like the span of time is the cool part of halo yeah. fiction opposed to like anything they do yeah. these, are, these are the pop sculptures they invented counting to 10 and hopping on one foot okay yeah exactly <laughs> it's another tangent but do you guys see that like three billion year old diamond that's going on uh like auction in london this week it's called the no. enigma no. it's completely black and it's like like from us to the dinosaurs is like not even close to halfway for how old this fucking thing is, right? Well, it's no, it's three billion, billion years old. old. It's almost older than the planet. Yeah, so yeah, they it's think a, it's a I, billion. It's called the I I'm older than the moon. Oh, no, yeah, it is older than the moon in the re- thing yeah. I read, and it it either came from like primordial Earth, like the whenever it was forming and, and all the magma, or it was a meteorite that hit. And this thing, and it's like as big as your fist, a diamond that's all pure black. And it's going up for six million, which seems like a, a deal for what this. That is. seems super low. Yeah, that seems super low yeah. for this. Thing. I see you pulling up the clip. Did you find it, Ethan? The Enigma. Yeah, it's listed on Sotheby's, of course. Yeah. Five hundred and fifty-five point five five carat black diamond. It's it's massive. It's massive. It's... They're, they're usually two point six to three point eight billion years old. So as old as Earth. Yeah. If. If I was rich, I would have a lot of blue raspberry jello and also that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pools of, of blue raspberry and also this one diamond. It's just absolutely fascinating. It's- Jeff Bezos is wasting his time tearing down bridges when he can be buying things older than the planet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what the, <laughs> the fuck are your priorities? I mean, yeah. I don't I don't think there's a billionaire out there who's creative in in any no. way. Like <laughs> Yeah. Such a cool stone, no. though. Like, it just almost it like does magical. look very cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the ground that we walk on, if you think about the Canadian Shield, which is like the geologic part of Quebec, Jamie, is right. like it, it's all like basalt, it's it's wildly old. That's why Quebec has no fossils. It like wow. Qu- Quebec predates dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. I'm on. I'm in a basement apartment right now, so I'm in the basalt. This is great. You're older than a dinosaur officially. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of prehistoric life, let's go. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I. I guess prehistoric. There's it. another synonym for precursor. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll sprinkle in a little apology for anybody who thought they were going to get information out of this one. But let's <laughs> hang out. <laughs> um. The the main light the the main life shaper that we would know from Halo Four is the librarian. She's actually personally responsible for like spearheading what is called the confer- conservation measure, uh, which is why there is still sentient life in the Milky Way after the Forerunners had fired off the Halo rings, like when they were very clearly losing the war with the Flood. 
The conservation measure uh, measure was the multi-thousand-year project that aimed to preserve life on the Ark, which you go to in Halo 3. Um, and in some cases, like other Halos, they had little, like, genetic... Yeah, you know, it's like the shaving cream from Jurassic Park, basically. They had little... Okay. Yeah, they had little, little like, samples. Like, yeah, exactly. Little samples of life. Uh, and they used the, they used the, like, digitizing thing that the composer did as well to like save sentient life and and other things animals i guess are spared because they're not sentient they're not smart enough yeah yeah exactly like what the halo does to like do your iq test and see if you can make tools or whatever before it uh, i don't know atomizes you to save you from the flood is uh unknown and not explained because like having the halos kill sentient life is like both broad and undefined <laughs> so Wait. I gotta say, when I delivered that dough on the side of the road, um, or when I when I delivered that phone on the side of the road, and right. there was a rainbow, and all, the, all those people pulled over and they clapped, um, I did realize in that moment that that creature, while beautiful, was not intelligent enough to be worthy of being eradicated. Right. No, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So I, a, I'm gonna see where they're coming from here. A, a pitiable, slimy little beast being delivered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. Overall, though, they didn't really have the time or the resources during all these fucking wars that the Forerunner wanted to wage against. From what it seems, like, from people who build, like, it's like, oh, no, we need to make a conservation effort. They really did spend a, hundreds of thousands of years going to war with literally anything that breathed. So <laughs> yeah. they yeah. were lacking resources when it came to the conservation project. In the end, 123 technologically capable species were preserved. Um, either as living specimens that were just like placed on safe planets or as indexes, which is uh, quite literally like a it's like an external hard drive filled with the with the composer data that someone would be evaporated into. It, it's like the seed library in Sweden or whatever, yeah. where they have like all the different yes. seeds from like however million, millions of different flora. I was yeah, picturing yeah. like my my elementary school library where you pull out and you have all the cards that that refer to all the books, but they're just That's like a butter... decimal system. Yeah, yeah. There's like butterflies <laughs> squashed between them, and you like peel it open. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's one species. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another. Yeah. Uh, she is response. Uh, excuse me. Um, the 123 species that were saved uh, were really kind of like scattered out and mostly placed on their own home worlds like humans were put back on earth and then like the other kind of races that we know from halo were put back on their own respective planets but it's it, it was very kind of like kind of like a guerrilla operation they were very much like like the uh spe like speaking of whaling with what's that what's that boat that goes out and like sprays water into the chimneys of of like whaling ships i have no idea what you're talking about oh no all I was uh, thinking is because there's 123 species, and if you want to figure out which one you are, you, you write into 123 and me and spit into a bottle, and yeah. I'll, I'll tell you which one you are. <laughs> I've never heard of yeah, that. I, I, the whaling ship that. crusade. Uh, yeah, it's like the sea something. Uh, there was an there was like an Animal Planet show about it. Doesn't cool, matter. Cool. About okay, wait. About a ship. That sprays down the chimneys of whaling ships. Oh, it's a it's a sea shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. He's, he's like a hero. He's saving all those whales from the eight by eight Minecraft farms. Yeah, no, no. It's it's like there's like Japanese whaling ships out there, and the Sea Shepherd goes out and harasses them basically, and they have like a pump 
that sucks out ocean water, and they blast it out of a cannon into uh, their smokestacks oh. to flood their engines. That's gotcha. okay. I thought you were saying it was like a cleaning service for whaling ships or something. I was so confused. But they're, they're no, like, no, no, they're activists. Eco terrorists. Like Greenpeace. They're eco terrorists. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. That's my yeah, favorite kind of like people trying to bring peace to the planet. It's just people fucking with other people. That's yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. So <laughs> great. You got some fucking rules, man. I'm all for it. <laughs> I mean, you're saving whale lives, but you're also just fucking over people. So it's like, but hey. you're just like blasting soy milk into like a whaling ship, and you're just like, <laughs> like at what cost? <laughs> uh, the librarian is responsible for also imprisoning her husband, who is the didact um, within his cryptum, and then you eventually like release him by accident and fight him in Halo Four. So he is married to her, but she's been dead for 90,000 years and it lives on as an AI within uh, the fucking metaverse or some shit. She was his Cortana and she was hot for teacher. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's whoever that woman was that Van Halen was writing about. It's a librarian from Halo 4. It's the librarian from Halo 4 who is literally hot for teacher. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no problem. I brought my pencil. Give me something to write <laughs> on, baby. <laughs> I listened to that song like this week. Very good. Jamie and I, we're in a band in high school that played that song. Yep. yep. yep I'm not yep. a big fan of Van Halen, but like some of us good. Like it was it. the first concert I ever went to. It was Van Halen. Really? Saw the, yeah, we went together with David Lee mm -hmm. Roth. One of the last times he toured. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Holy shit. There you go. Um, I guess the final performance before she died was, it's really just a legend. The librarian allegedly died on Earth looking up at the snow-covered peak of Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, since it was written after the good Halos, I'm gonna say they set her, they put her there be just because Kilimanjaro is one of the streaks you can go on. If you kill, like, <laughs> if you just yeah. like kill ten, because obviously we're talking about like double kill. That's what kill. the announcer says that into your ear when you're when you're on a eight person kill streak or whatever. Exactly, right? it's, it's like double kill, triple kill, uh, like overkill, overkill, whatever the fuck yeah. they all are. And yeah. Kilimanjaro is one of them. Uh -huh. And clearly, the person who wrote this, and as we've kind of like stumbled through this entire time, it's all bad. A, a, a librarian died in, at Kilimanjaro. <laughs> was, is, is. Any idea where whenever you like win a game dominantly, like you don't let them capture a flag or you like kill them like in five minutes and they barely kill you, it's a stake-tacular. Where does that come from? Why uh, well, it's, it's it's the other African volcano, which is Mount Stake-tacular. <laughs> 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 that's a, that's like a dominating victory if you shut your opponent down completely it's called stake-tacular and i don't get it but anyways yeah <laughs> i couldn't say i get it either no i don't get it either it's a, it's a skunk where i come from <laughs> it's a stake-tacular yeah well when you beat somebody and they don't like if you win in beer pong and they don't sink sink a cup it's you skunk them or oh, same with yeah, like foosball or air hockey or whatever yeah 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 same um <laughs> uh, as we see in halo 3 um the arc that we talked about earlier is located outside of the galaxy and this is again part of the like life worker project um it was spared from the firing of the halo arrays uh the life the life shapers that were on the arc began the process of reintroduction 
after firing the halos, which is like reseeding the sentient species onto their home worlds, which we mentioned again a couple of minutes ago. Um, the librarian gave up her title to a life shaper named Chant to Green, which okay. is all like Fine. hyphenated, Fine. just like some other forerunner lady um, sure. who had accompanied her on multiple expeditions, including one to the large Mag Magellanic Cloud, which is like a real part of the Milky Way galaxy named after Magellan. Okay. So, despite being wiped out, the Forerunner still left behind uh, multiple planet-sized structures like Onyx, which is uh, the subject of a book. It's made entirely out of Sentinels, which are like automated robots, and Requiem, which is the setting of Halo 4. And, of course, all of the Halos, um, which had been like kind of un un like an unintended consequence because they decided to suicide during the war against the Flood. Right, right. Um, some of the reintroduced sentient species began to revere them as gods, which was like another problem. problem. Specifically, this is the San Shayub and the Sangheili, which we talked about in the Covenant episode. Uh, and those are the hierarchs and the elites, respectively. Okay, okay Jamie, well, Jamie, what if you die and you go to heaven and God tells you that he died in a pool of jello? How do you react? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, how you like, how'd you get your job, man? Yeah, what yeah. I do right here, eh? but, be you. Hmm? I honestly like I've thought about uh, pool of jello since I was a young kid, and only now do I think it's probably really lethal. Like I think I I don't think I'd float in jello. I think I'm denser you than jello. You can't climb out of it. Like your fingers yeah, it, would it, go through it. Yeah. It depends. It depends how you enter. Like I th I think you could lie on jello. You know what I mean? If you're really careful if, and soft. No, if I'm going, I'm right out. I'm swan diving. Like if I'm yeah, doing it, I'm swan diving. But you're going down, then you're yeah. going down. But if you can reach the bottom of the pool, you could just stand up. You know. But then how do you breathe? It's it's jello left to. Well, right. you just like rotate and launch yourself out, right? I either need a really long straw or a rope around my waist that one of you guys could pull me out. Uh, we we're not pulling you out. That's not if you're fair. Jumping in, if you're jumping in, you're jumping in on your own, man. Okay, how much money do I need to get a pool of jello and also friends that'll pull me out? Yeah, <laughs> put a price well, on friends like that. Well, our last estimate was eighty bucks, and I'm gonna say 150. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be more expensive than that, man. I don't know how many jobs because, like, I'll do the math off stream, but like, it's it's got to be like, like it's gonna be at least a couple thousand dollars to get a pool of Jello, and then you already own a pool and you have the setup and your everything. But. There's no way. Anyway, we don't got to talk about this on on. <laughs> we, <laughs> guess, we will. But. We will argue about this in five There's a lot of liquid almost, in a pool. Almost done about with the Forerunners, so we can argue about this afterwards. There's a lot of liquid in a pool. Like, a lot of liquid. And, like, probably one packet of jello, or one box of jello, <laughs> like, hooks you up for, like, four liters of water. How many liters in, in a pool? Like, so I'm looking up I'm looking up right now. How many liters are in my pool? Uh, so we want a five-foot average depth. That feels fair, right? Round. Well, we don't. Well, I, I don't. I mean, if he dove in and broke his neck, that'd be a yeah. fucking wasted jello. I want to so be able to. It's got to be deep, right? Yeah, give me a deep end. Give me like at least a ten footer. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you were talking about just like an above ground pool. No, I want to be able to dive in and not stand up. Okay, like you want like an Olympic sized pool? <laughs> well, not Olympic, but I want. I want to have a deep end on my pool so I could dive in and and like. I don't want to be able to stand up in, in, in the jello and not fully sink in, you know? I'm taller than five feet. Ten feet deep. Yeah. By ten foot by when ten did foot. You, when did you switch oven mitt hands, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> I've been rotating, keeping the warmness on each hand. 
Jesus Christ. I just bought an oven mitt today, so I've been, I'm wearing it in. Oh, you're breaking it in. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it fucking sucked if I was like dragging out a pizza and got blisters, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my day up. Okay. Okay. We, we can, we can do this pool thing. I, I got a great table up. We can do this pool thing off air. Let's, okay. let's finish Hell the, yeah. let's finish the forerunner. So, let's but, kill it. I'm telling you, like, it's gotta be at least a thousand dollars. I'm going to tell you right now, it's in a 10 foot by 10 foot by 10 foot pool. It'd be 283 liters. So, like, you're, oh. you're, you're, you're way high. You're way high, dude. Dude, my dream is super, got this so super much, doable. My dream is, is so super much doable. Closer. Oh, my God. Okay. All we right. can drain you in a pool of jello. Very, very, and it, it, like, not bankrupt ourselves doing it. Okay. Great. I'm honestly, today is a good day. All right. <laughs> Next thing I know, fucking jello is going to be like building up in my sump pump area for some reason. I'm going to fucking. <laughs> What have you done? <laughs> Honestly, hey, man, I mean, might be able to get a sponsor from Jello. Like, we do have a platform. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I they're owned by Kellogg or something. We'll, I, we'll, we'll reach out to Doctor Ecker or whatever and be like, "Hey, I want to fucking kill myself in your product. What will you pay? <laughs> will you fucking pay me to do it?" <laughs> I mean, he he's qualified. He's a doctor. He'll do it. Yeah, yeah. just put a smiling blue raspberry on my casket, and we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just chiseling into the stuff. Everyone gets a Jello cup at the funeral. Don't worry. <laughs> Jello shots at the and party. And Jello shot at the after party. Yeah, 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 beautiful. I love that you guys both called a wake an after party. But... Kind of is. <laughs> it is. You're not. It's wrong. an afterlife party. <laughs> when I die, you, you best be having fun because I do not want you guys being sad for too long because that is a waste of fucking time. Yeah, I'm no. not. Let's More than go. an hour and a half. That's that's we've overdone the grieving. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> for ninety minutes. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> what am I gonna do? Be be sad about it? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but finally, now I know this whole episode has been like a bit of a mess, but we did have that interruption there. Uh, at the tippy top of the, this is really one for the fans, I guess. Um, at the tippy top of the cast system or the rates are both mortgage interest and the builders. Um, this rate is responsible for the construction of most of the Forerunner structures that we all recognize, all of their spaceships, all of their weapons, everything, and obviously the halo array which is the thing that we're going to end on here um originally about ninety-eight thousand years ago under the supervision of the master builder who is like the like castiest cast of all the casts i guess mm -hmm. sure um named faber 12 halos were set up uh with the intention of of course being some kind of like mutually assured destruction like deterrent weapon that was set up okay um, after some refinement, uh, six younger, sexier halos were con uh, were constructed, and 11 of the old washed-up cougar halos were decommissioned, leaving us with the seven halos that we, like, b become aware of within, like, the, the original the game. The series. Yeah. I thought there exactly. was nine, though, right? So I have also heard that, but today, like, when, like, finishing up the script or... And, and like doing the research, it it is like installation zero seven or whatever is okay. or is the one the original Halo is on. There's installation zero three, and then there's like Zeta Halo, whatever the fuck that means, and Infinite and. Okay, so maybe we'll say Laura Boy's canon. Uh, Faber was a fan of cock rings. Uh, Forerunners have two penises. Uh, those are the eighth and ninth Halos. Yes. Okay. Double cool. barrel. I'll take, I'll, I'll, double I'll take barrel. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you call a double barrel. Yeah. yeah. 
It's just a cock ring that looks like little handcuffs. Um, the rest of the war with the flood, like, was covered in our episode about the flood. Like, thankfully, like the forerunner kind of blend into the entire thing. Um, gain. Um, they had gained the upper hand against the forerunner, and after convincing the AI called the medic mendicant bias, the flood um kind of took over the orbital defense systems that the forerunner had in place, and turned the weapons like like they turned the planetary weapon system against them because they had taken over one of their ais um after two-thirds of the foreigner uh the foreigner ecumen was taken over by the flood uh and they lost the capital of mathrillion and all of its sick half pipes the foreigners finally like sent out their remaining politicians outside of the galaxy to live on the ark and fire the halo rings it was just like kill everybody pull the plug we will reseed when necessary. Uh, the halos were obviously, like we had mentioned before, were designed to kill off the food source of the flood rather than kill the flood itself. Which, right. in retrospect, in writing retrospect, I guess for me is stupid because it also didn't work. And all this fiction was written after the first game came out, when we already know that the flood were stored on the halos for scientific reasons, and also like released accidentally by the covenant yeah i mean like you can (laughs) you you can say which i'm sure we've goofed on in a previous episode where i'm not remembering that like hey they probably shouldn't have stored them like don't don't you know take anthrax and just keep it in your pantry um yeah but at the same time like understanding the threat of it and like building the you know responses to that can make some sense but does it does really seem like you know they got lightning in a bottle with halo one and they miraculously held on to it for like two two sequels uh and reach i like reach a lot but i i so i don't know the story of reach at all and I, like i'm talking purely purely story wise here uh but like just from what you've told me about all these other things it really does feel like they're they should have just moved on to a new series and you know like yeah, you know, rebranded or whatever, and and you know, done this storyline in its own little in its own little bottle, and you know, see if it see if it's lightning. But yeah, I mean, we're we're probably like five Halo games way beyond where we we're should. all we're all drunk and very confident that we could make a video game with an awesome story and Dude, it would be amazing. Yeah. But. Uh, these guys clearly bungled it and are a bunch of freaking dum dums. You know, from where, so. from where <laughs> I'm standing, dude, the Halo multiplayer feels cool as hell. I, I like the way I move. I like the way I shoot. Um, I I haven't played the campaign yet, but game fun. Um, maybe lore not yeah. great, but game yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe maybe it was set up because they uh were told like you guys need to make a Halo sequel, um in 18 months and uh yeah. <laughs> fig- figure it out how about yeah, that exactly nah. yeah we're not gonna pay the writers either just so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's that's the, that's the forerunner we got a little bit interrupted there we, we got a little bit off the rails but uh i didn't want to do this anyway so it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that my basement flooded and got off the rails but we started this and we were like pre-sound check he's like if you guys want to get super drunk and like take us off the rails by all means go for it so yeah exactly <laughs> sure me and jamie might have leaned into it a little too hard but yeah <laughs> Listen, right um thanks for listening everybody uh if you like the show make sure to leave us a review and or uh tell your friends about it and or join the discord there's links in the description of this episode 
Um, Pete, is there anything you want to be plugging this week? Uh, at Little Boys Podcast on Instagram. Um, uh, I, I recently got a, a WhatsApp from my publisher who was just like, hey, we don't know if it's going to be legal, but we are aiming for Comic-Con in July 2022. So I uh, have started doing some work on that book that I keep threatening people with. Nice. Um, yeah, very so exciting. Like, I I finished out my I finished my layout, so I need to do some inking. But uh, you know, I'm like lazy, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So those are like <laughs> two like really bad guys. Sure, inhibiting like, factors, guys. Remember, I was spilled a drink on my on my mouse earlier. Yeah. Now, whenever I just click into the chat, uh, I have a mouse button that corresponds to one. It just sends ones over and over again. Man, <laughs> that is pog. Yeah, I think I got to dry this mouse out a little bit. All right. Oh, I see. There's a lot of ones in our uh, shared chat here. Yeah. Oh my god. Very exciting. But yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to, if you want to hang out, Discord's the place to do it. We spend a lot of time there. Um, you can request things that we might do justice to, and maybe sometimes we'll just uh, get fucked up and ruin it. And yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. The uh, gamble uh, that you take. <laughs> Finny, we know you're going to reach out, so please do send us your wallet text uh thanks so much for listening everybody if you want to support the show financially we do have a patreon patreon.com slash the lore boys um and uh if you don't trust patreon we of course have lore boys prime now we're obviously funding two things here we're funding jamie's jello goal uh with lore boys prime but we've realized now that it's very attainable so we also want to buy jamie a couple more sock puppet oven mitts uh so make sure to to Stretch goals, baby. Let's go. Make sure you your 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 pennies, your farthings, your shillings into uh into the Lore Boys HQ. Uh and and just write a write a message on whatever you have at hand, uh basically saying whether you want to support mitts or jello. It's mitts or jello, those are your the only two options in life, some would say. Yep. Uh and I think that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. Uh, I can't click it because my mouse is unplugged. A lore boys, I gotta pee. Hello, my name is James, and today I went to four businesses, and I needed a Vax Pass for three of them. The only one I didn't need it for was A&W, and they didn't even ask for my ID, and I got the teen burger when I'm 30. So, uh, <laughs> get fucked. My name is Ethan. Uh, I went to a store, and they were about to ask for my Vaxi code, my Vax Pass, uh, but I just told them that I wear chastity and walked into the store anyway. I'm not a risk to anyone but myself. <laughs> um, my name is Peter. I did not have a Vax Pass adventure today. I just went to the grocery store, which uh, you're still allowed into. But I w- did put hand sanitizer on my winter gloves, and I don't know if that's insane. <laughs> it's a little insane. It was just the, the ritual because the cashier was fucking looking at me. Like, I was looking. <laughs> like, I'm not going to walk past the squirter, right? Like, she's, guess, she's right there. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the A&W menu today, and I realized I don't fit in. I'm not an uncle. I'm not a mama, papa, teen. And there's no confirmed bachelor burger. So, like, what am I supposed to do there? Yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't believe you're, yeah. like, such a rebel where you're eating at A&W where yeah. you're not, like, a mama, papa, 
fifteen or a double. <laughs> so yeah, so A and W introduced the Beyond Meat Burger. You need the Beyond Familiar Familial Structures Burger. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the confirmed Bachelor Burger, where it's just a bunch of mayo between two buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's a it's a teen burger from yesterday yeah. that the restaurant will microwave for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you get a you get a sock as a napkin. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well get they'll, they'll give you most of a roll of toilet paper that you can use to like wipe your mouth with there you go it's just like, ah, i ran out of paper towels yeah i never have paper towels uh. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 